the very latest from our local ag industry. The Farming Show with Dylan Honkoop is next on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM and KGMI.com. So much better than that tent we stayed in last year. (laughs) We sure are putting this new RV to work. I'm glad we're here early because it seems that everyone has stepped up their mode of camping and, well, they're all here. I told you not to post about it last year. It was supposed to be our little secret, but now everyone knows. Well, Kent's Garden and Nursery's annual sale is just too good to be true. I had to show off all my fabulous new trees and shrubs. And now, well, we're the garden envy of all our neighbors. And that's why we're camped out waiting for Kent's to open. I'm ready to finish planting my pond. And with 30% off everything but the dirt... I think we can buy enough greenery to create that living fence between us and you-know-who. Oh, oh, I see they're opening the gates. I got my trusty wheelbarrow. Let's go. Don't miss Kent's annual fall save 30% off everything but the dirt sale. Friday, September 9th through the 19th. It's the biggest sale of the year at the largest nursery in town at Kent's Garden and Nursery on Northwest Drive in Bellingham. It's truck season at Kendall Chevrolet of Marysville, and the perfect time to step up to a new Chevy truck. With Kendall discounts and truck season incentives, you could save thousands. Call it late summer or early fall. Either way, there's plenty of great weather to get out and enjoy all kinds of outdoor fun. With new arrivals of Silverado trucks, shop an outstanding selection and take on some new adventures in a new Chevy truck. Right now, you can save up to 8700 off MSRP on a new 2023 Chevy Silverado 1500 LT. Your price at Kendall is only 47105 Find new roads. With thousands in savings and a massive selection of Silverado trucks, stop by Kendall Chevrolet of Marysville and get a truck season kind of deal today. Kendall, let's start something great. And number PZ 189920, all financing out of credit. Price is not include taxes, title, or license. A negotiable documentary service fee of up to $200 may be added to the sale price of the vehicle. Subject to fire sales fee if the details offer expires 9 30 23. Suddenly, a lot more people around here talking about water and their future, the future of their property. You know, this is something, if, if you listen to this program at all, you know we've been talking a lot about this for a long time. And particularly uh, in the last three years, maybe a little bit more, um, been talking about this in earnest, uh, which is when the uh, whole situation that we're facing right now really kind of got rolling, at least in the phase of it, that we are, there's decades of history with water in our community here in Whatcom County, the Nooksack River Basin. And a lot of it has to do, of course, with fish as well as farming in our cities and everyone who lives here. Welcome back to the Farming Show. I am Dylan Honkoop. Glad you're here on Saturday morning. And I, I hope that you're paying attention to this issue of water. And if you are just new, you know, there was a big event um, in Ferndale, talking about this, brought some experts together, some consultants, and I've been suddenly hearing from a lot of folks about what's happening with what people who I can tell have weren't paying attention as closely, and that's okay. I understand this is complicated, difficult stuff, but I think we're at the point where more and more people are realizing this isn't just about you know if you have a farm or not. This is about 
pretty much everybody in our community and particularly people in rural areas that uh, have their own private well. And that was a bulk of the the conversation at this uh, event that just happened in Ferndale. Joining me right now with the Ag Water Board um, Administrator uh, Henry Beerlink on the phone. Henry, you and I have talked about this issue many times. I've talked about it. I've had lots of other guests on, farmers, experts, Fred Lickle, our um, you know, mutual colleague here has been on talking about this but you know because it's such a big thing and because it's so complicated a moment like we're having right now as a community where more people are joining the conversation might be a good time to rewind just a little bit and get back to why in the heck are we even talking about this in the first place where where do you start with someone who's just connecting now saying hey maybe i need to get caught up here yeah, good morning, Dylan. Uh, that that's a very good leading question, and uh, in fact, that was was not one of the questions that was dealt with at that forum Wednesday <laughs> night. Um, but I think it underlies everything: is why are we doing this? Uh, why are we bringing an adjudication into the Nooksack Basin, um, which could last, you know, decades? It will last decades, most likely, and not solve that many problems, and maybe create even more uh, from our perspective, farmers' perspective, but. Mm-hmm. You know what this forum was about is um, is bringing is never some of many of the consultants that work on these issues that we hire and work with a contract with them. They said, "Hey, we see something coming here that people are going to be very confused by all the things coming forward. We'd like to be able to put together a bunch of information to kind of head off some of the concern, so make sure people know a little bit factually what's going on and how they might prepare." for the adjudication, which is likely to start probably early next year, sometime probably spring next year. And what is that that, you know, as a, I guess, nutshell summary, what is it that people need to know is coming their way? Well, I, they should have a, some idea what adjudication is, but they know, first of all, they need to know what their water situation is because everyone who is using water um, other than those who are part of like a water association, a uh, water district, or a city, which are municipal water, um, will have to file um, a claim on what they're using and how long they've used it and what are they using for. And all of that, um, you know, you want to do that right and you want to know what your water right is and how to file, um, what's a wise way to file for this. Uh, all those kind of things are involve some knowledge of where you stand. And how what's the and some advice from other experts and so forth on how to on how to file for the adjudication. Um, so that this was sort of a process of you know what tools you could use to learn more of these things. And um, you know, it might have been overkill for some people and for others, it was very detailed information that will be very useful for them. Yeah, I, I've seen reporting recently, uh, including uh, WatcomNews.com, well owners across Whatcom County to be required to prove their water rights in court, which, as a side note, that's something that we've been saying for a long time here on the program. But, hey, I welcome anyone who's uh, just tuning in, not just to this program, but to this idea. That's essentially what adjudication is in a very basic nutshell, right? you got to prove your water rights in court, and you got to be, as you're just saying, prepared to do that and be ready to do or have already done the paperwork necessary for that court case. Indeed. Um, that may sound kind of onerous and scary, that kind of a statement, but it's correct. Um, that is what will happen. It will be held, the adjudication will be held in Watkins Superior Court, 
ecology will be the state department of ecology will be the um well, what's the proper terms but i guess you could use they're suing they're going to sue yeah. uh, every water user that has a water permit or a water exempt well or whatever it might be for them to bring forward the information that would then validate their water right and then put it in order uh, the way this water law reads is the most senior whites get to use all the water that they're entitled to before the next one gets to use it and on down the line. And should there be a water shortage somewhere, the most junior user needs to stop using water. Um, and you keep moving down the line up that ladder towards the senior users until the, that water shortage is dealt with. Um, that That's kind of scary if you think about it, and especially the most senior water right will likely end up being flows in the, in the stream for salmon. Um, that means water, people who drink water, use water, cities, all those kind of people, farmers, uh, private well owners are going to be behind that list, behind the salmon needs. Um, think about that a little while. Um, that's the law. I don't want to scare people, mm-hmm. but I think they need to be well informed of what an adjudication does. Well, the big question there that, that's in my mind right away is what happens when that very most senior right, which, as you mentioned, very likely will be flows in the river. I mean, we think of a water right as a well or or the ability to pump out of a stream uh, and someone gets a legal water right for that. But this would be something even before that is the right uh, of fish to have water in the river for their survival, let's say, and, and it has to be determined, I suppose, in court what that amount of water is based on the time of year and what the run of fish is and a whole bunch of science there but let's say that is determined and it's determined x amount of water must be there and that is the water right and that particular water right the very most senior water right is not being satisfied let's say the river is below what that water right is right what happens then yeah well that's a pretty good question the law says the junior user cuts off so everybody Um, and well that's right. Um, that's what the law says. Now, will that end up being the situation? Uh, you know, we know that there'll be a lot of things happening, but that's what the law says. And, you know, we already have some people that have been impacted by it. There, in fact, all the streams in the Nooksack Basin do have a water right set on them for stream flow. The Nooksack River and the tributaries, they're on two-week increments on which the flow is set. And that was all set, and the, and the, the date was 1985 when we went through that in-stream flow setting. So if your water right is 1960, you, you're more senior than that right. So you're pretty safe at this point until that water right might move ahead of you in an adjudication. So they'd we move have, it in time, essentially, right. so it's the right. most senior, the o- oldest, exactly. probably dated to exactly. time immemorial. Exactly. So we already have, for example, we have about oh, ten, nine farmers in the nooks, right? That pop out of the nooksack that didn't have the auto rights with that set up, or they had some private well, there's some wells, and they ended up getting a water right in the 90s. So it's later than the 85, right? Mm-hmm. Those rights now are provisional water rights, and they are be able to pump out of the river probably in June. But in July, August, September, when the river is below the flow set for them, they don't get to hear you. Um, that's the situation that we have right now already. And that's just a small little yeah. segment for a couple farmers, but a, a snapshot of what the future look, right. could look yeah, like for exactly. everyone, not just exactly. farmers. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, uh, 
and I, you know, a lot of people say we're using scare tactics and so I, I, I would challenge anyone to look at the law and understand this and say something different. If we're not about trying to scare people, we don't, that's not what we're trying to do, but we do want people to understand what the implications are. And it, it's very dire for agriculture. And, um, and I, I think for the whole county in terms of understanding how it's going to grow, if it's going to grow, how we're even going to be able to maintain the water we have right now. And the real estate community is starting to figure that out, mm-hmm. I believe. And that's why there were 452 people show up at that event in wow. Ferndale this past Wednesday. And yeah. we kind of, when we, you know, I'm kind of used to putting on programs that you hope 50 people show up. And, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, 452 and we only had 300 chairs. And, wow. uh, you know, just, yeah. It's, um, Beyond it was, standing room only. Yes, exactly. In a hot room. So Wow. By the way, uh, it's Henry Beerlink with us right now here on the Farming Show. He is with the Ag Water Board of Whatcom County and has a huge amount of history in both uh, farming and advocacy and water law and, and knowledge of water rights in this community. I'm Dylan Honkoop, and this is the Farming Show. Uh, we're talking about this issue again. Yeah, we, we've talked about all these things before, but we're at a moment in our community where this adjudication is looming, this a court case, um, again, the court case requiring all water users in, in Whatcom County to prove uh, that they have a right to do so, uh, as we've just been describing at least the, the skeleton of that concept. And, and trust me, the, the uh, detail can go as deep as you want to dive. <laughs> it's almost irreducible complexity right. on this whole situation if we really wanted to describe it. But we're at a moment in our community where I, th- I think it's because it, it's coming up so soon and because some of the coverage and because of this meeting that we were just talking about that just happened in Ferndale that, you know, was beyond standing room only that more people are saying, hey, wait a minute. I need to know what in the world is going on with this. What, what, how am I at risk? And what, what am I going to do? What, what would you, how, Henry, how would you describe the overall tenor of the, the crowd in that room in Ferndale? And, and what kind of, what were they being told and what kind of questions were being asked? Um, a real mix. I mean, we, Department of Ecology was there. And uh, as they typically do, they, they kind of smooth over the wrinkles in an adjudication mm-hmm. uh, and should point to the good things that might come out of it. And that's not untrue, but there's, I might call it half true. Um, it's, um, they mm-hmm. kind of go, they kind of gloss over the, uh, the, the problems that might get come about. And I think yeah. they don't fully understand what, especially, Maybe that, especially for farmers, they I don't think they fully grasp what's going on and how this community's been struggling with water for 30 years and more. Um, you know, then the other the consultants, I really were more technical. They kind of gave the science behind some of this and, and also the uh, technology that's available in terms of looking up your water right, looking up um, your parcel data, all the things that you can do online where you can do some of the preparation and you don't have to hire a lawyer or consultant to do all that kind of stuff. And, and I think that was appreciated and by at least a, a certain number of the community. And then there's others that are kind of, their eyes are reeling and, um, and they're yeah. going, uh, what am I going to do with this? How am I going to handle this? And, um, was it your sense that a lot of private well owners in this County, when this issue first came up and we first started talking about it much more frequently um what would that have been 2019 when we were hearing rumblings that they were going to start the process of of adjudication and then in 2020 when they actually brought the idea forward and said they were going to pursue um 
you know, that right. case and the funding and all that. Is it your sense that at that point, a lot of these private well owners thought, well, or there was a sense that it probably wouldn't apply to them or there might be another right. option and, and maybe people are yeah. kind of realizing they're more culpable than they thought? Uh, that's certainly true. Um, for one, uh, there's never been a big basin ground that include groundwater before. Uh, and adjudications usually been focused on surface water issues like Yakima. That was strictly a surface water issue, not didn't involve groundwater and wells and so forth. Here, this is the first time groundwater is going to be included in this large. There's been some real small isolated adjudications like on the Lummi Peninsula in the past, but but for a, a whole basin to look at the groundwater and how it affects surface water and that interrelationship, and then who's got the worst, most senior water, right? That This is something really new. And um, and then Ecology also started, at least, and they said this the other day again, that um, they're going to try, even they're going to ask the court to kind of make some easy routes for the individual wells uh, owners, that those that are private well owners, that only use it for their home. Um, they wouldn't be able to irrigate their lawns and all that stuff, but they could at least maybe have an easy route uh, to just have enough for their house. Um, I, that, that they could ask the court that, but the court doesn't have to agree. And, um, and agriculture is put in a really tough position because uh, we're kind of, you know, nobody's going to say that a 500 gallon a minute uh, use a 500 gallon a day uh, limit, mm-hmm. which is what the, is would be given to the house is a huge impact on that. But on the other hand, um, are we are we simply going to say that those then have priority over agriculture? Yeah. An agriculture right of 1940s or 50s somehow doesn't is it is junior to a um, the houses that are built in 2020 that's um, an excellent point you know that it, it it's really a recipe for what everyone knows is going to happen here is rural sprawl you know is we're going to just have houses pop up all over the county and then argue yeah, wh- wh- why would you farm why wouldn't you exactly. try to take that land that now you're having a right. heck of a time irrigating or can't irrigate right. it at all and grow crops that can actually pay your bills and so you aren't right. able to pay your bills what's your so other you option sell, going to be this? yeah right. how can right. i uh, put houses on this because uh, that's the only way I, can, I have left to make money well that, the only the only uh, way to even pay your bills you know so yeah it's you know i, I don't think anyone's thought well We've thought through all that, you right. know, but I don't think any um, leaders, uh, government leaders at both the state and the county level have really figured that all out yet. But we'll keep saying it, and I appreciate your your programs helping us do that. So, well, thank you. and thank you for being here on the program. Thanks for being there Wednesday night and, and the work you do with Ag Water Board to even organize that. Get all those consultants and all those voices there. Uh, real quick here before we wrap, uh, because we got to run to the break here. Um, what would your message be to someone who's just cluing into all of this? I know there were some very concerned voices and people who were kind of newer to this conversation at that mm-hmm. meeting who were pretty upset, not knowing what to do. And, you know, I've talked to people since who were even at the meeting saying, well, I guess I didn't really, you know, they were pretty fatalistic about it. I don't know what's going to happen other than I guess I got to figure out where to get a water meter and, and the state's going to start okay. monitoring my water. Right. Uh, well, first of all, don't panic. I mean, not all those things are true. Uh, there's no light meters aren't necessarily going to be required. Uh, we will have the um, posting of this online in the near future of the the, record, um, the event was recorded and videoed and recorded. And actually, Gavin, our counterpart, is working on putting that together. And we hope in the next couple of weeks um, that will be up and maybe on our website. But it will certainly be on the Y-Rail one 
uh, com, which is this countywide water management board website, and you get a lot of water information on that is WRIA1.com. Um, that, that site should be up there. That would be helpful to review that. The other thing uh, is that the county was given, uh, you know, 150000 um, I think, for every year for the next couple of years to help rural kind of the small water users prepare for the adjudication. Mm. I don't think the county's figured out exactly how they're going to do that. But I think um, as um, as people get concerned about it, they should just be asking the county to say, well, how are yeah. you using that money to help me here? Um, and give them a little time to figure it all out. Uh, they're working on that. But um, be aware that the county is going to have um, some help for you on that legal and technical stuff. And, and uh, I would be probably more prone to go to them than – Ecology also is willing to help, um, and I know that they mean that they are willing to help. And uh, but you know it's a little harder to kind of trust somebody who's suing you than mm-hmm. to give you legal advice than than um, well, than maybe it, somebody a third party. So. As we've talked about before in a variety of different ways, it, there is, and we don't have time to get into it, but there is a different way about going about all of this through a, a negotiated settlement right. process where we right. actually come together rather than in an adversarial process, in a cooperative, collaborative process, figure out who goes where with what and, yeah, make some hard decisions together as a community. Is right. that is the specter still, that even still out there yeah and that's moving forward we've got a great legal team that ag water board is hired and they're leading a lot of this uh, but also the pud attorneys have been very good and the tribal attorneys have also been very involved in kind of trying to uh, set the table for that because that would do so much more for solving some of our problems it would address land use issues it would address flooding water quality adjudication doesn't do any of that all it does is line up who's using water and puts them in order in senior to junior so that's it so the bottom line is if you're really worried about this you need to be supporting and and joining the movement to encourage our entire community and different voices perspectives you know places that people are coming from to get everybody on board with something like that um, and we can deal with this in a different more positive way as a community. Henry Beerlink uh, with the Ag Water Board of Whatcom County, and you can find them online. Also follow them on social media. The Ag Water Board of Whatcom County is on Facebook, so check that out and you'll get updates and probably a link to that video there one way or the other coming up in a couple of weeks, so make sure to follow there. Henry Beerlink, thanks for your time on the program this morning. Anytime, Dylan. Thank you for your work. As we continue on the farming show, it's the Whatcom Farm Tour. Today, we'll get you all the information you need to take part in this self-guided tour of farms all over Whatcom County. And I'll let you know where you can come hang out with me. I'm going to be at one of the particular farms on the tour with the Whatcom Family Farmers Rig. We'd love to see you. Jess Meyer with Sustainable Connections is going to be joining us with details as well as Marie Hegarty with Fair Cows Path Farm as we continue this morning here on The Farming Show on KGMI. Get ready for game day at Lummy Bay Market at Exit 260, and you just might be driving home with a new TV. Every Friday through the end of September, Lummy Bay Market will be giving away a 65-inch Toshiba television. Next time you stop at Lummy Bay Market, make sure to say hi to Sasquatch, take a selfie with him, and despite those rumors that he's shy, Sass loves to have pictures taken of him 
and with people. Post to Instagram and tag Lummy Bay Market. LBM, exit 260, and you're entered. A name will be randomly selected each Friday, and you just might be the lucky winner. Lummy Bay Market is where you'll find the best value on gas and diesel. Make the Lummy Bay Market your first or last stop of the day for fuel, food, and more. The Lummy Bay Market, just off I-5 and exit 260 on Rural Avenue. Open 24 hours. Lummy Bay Market, where there's more in the store. And don't forget to say hi and get a picture with Sasquatch for a chance at a 65-inch TV every Friday in September. This September, we've got $69,000 in cash and free play just waiting to be won. Find out if you have what it takes to be our Silver Slots Showdown Champion every Wednesday at Silver Reef. Each hour from 6 to 9 p.m., three lucky winners actively playing with their Reef Rewards card will go head-to-head in a slot tournament with up to $4,000 on the line. Your Reef Rewards card can also save you up to $0.25 per gallon at Lummy Bay Market next to Silver Reef. Silver Reef Casino Resort, located at 5 exit 260. We've got that. What does your dream getaway have? Luxury hotel rooms, elegant suites, and relaxing spa? We've got that. World-class Wine Spectator Award-winning Steakhouse? We've got that. Washington's premier golf destination? We've got that. How about the newest slots, table games, and exciting promotions? Oh, yeah, we've got those, too. Visit Silver Reef Casino Resort and hit the getaway jackpot. Silver Reef Casino Resort, located off I-5, exit 260. We've got that. A conservative take on issues important to Whatcom County and the Pacific Northwest. This sounds crazy that you're going to tell the schools you must do extra service for those kids with learning difficulties. But when it comes to especially gifted kids, we can't give them special classes because it doesn't include a sufficient percentage of kids of color? Yes, that's what's actually happening in Washington State. Lars Larson, noon to three each weekday on KGMI. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. Harness the power of the sun, reduce your carbon footprint, and save on your energy bills. You can now go solar with West Mechanical Heating, Air Conditioning, and Electrical. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. The opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. It is that time of year again when local farms open themselves up for you to come visit. Where are you headed today? And it's a it's a self-guided event, so you get to pick where you go, how long you stay there, how many places you get. This is the Whatcom Farm Tour. Uh, and we, we talk about this every year here on the program. Some new folks taking part in it, new new stops on the tour uh, this year. Some cool stuff to, to see. And I will say, looking out the window today, perfect. And hey, it's not always this way on on Whatcom Farm Tour Day. I've, I've been out on the farm tour standing in the rain. 
You know what I'm talking about? It can be this time of year, but this is perfect weather today for the farm tour. I'm Dylan Honkoop. This is the Farming Show here on KGMI. I'm actually going to be out uh, at Fair Cows Path Farm out by Birch Bay and Blaine. We'll get to that in just a moment. That farmer is going to be joining me here on the program. But first, uh, Jess Meyer with Sustainable Connections, the uh, Food and Farming Program Coordinator. Um, Jess, talk about the farm tour today. Get started at 10 o'clock. What do people know if they want to take part of this yeah thanks dylan um yeah so the tour starts at 10 and it goes until four tomorrow there are 12 different locations on the tour and as dylan mentioned they uh this is a self-guided tour so you can choose who you want to visit and we have a great variety of farms on the tour this year so um as dylan mentioned fair cows path will be on the tour so you can go see the animals there's a variety of vegetable farms we've got small acres um, we've got Barman Cellars. They're new on the tour this year as well. They grow fruit, which they turn into delicious wine and other beverages. So there's a lot of variety. So you can kind of pick and choose your spots. So explain. What, what's the, the whole concept behind that? I mean, it seems apparent, hey, everyone wants to go check out these farms. But you guys kind of have a, a bigger goal in mind, really, with what you do, not just with the Whatcom Farm Tour, but the entire um, food and farming uh, program there at Sustainable Connections. Yeah, sure. So, you know, all year round, we really try to encourage uh, our community and further out um, all over Washington to enjoy local food, um, which can mean going to a farmer's market, going to a restaurant to go out to eat um, if they serve local stuff in their food, even better, um, and supporting other businesses that are producing food in our area. So during September, uh, we celebrate Eat Local Month, and it's just an extra special opportunity to not only be grateful um, for and showcase all the wonderful people that grow and produce food in our community, but to really give people a chance to get out there and see it for themselves. Because if you live like within Bellingham or Ferndale or Linden or wherever, if you're living inside a more city-like area, you might not even drive out to the county all that much. So it's a really special opportunity to get to enjoy Whatcom County and see all the wonderful things that people are growing and raising out here. There's a lot of variety. And I will say this is not to diminish at all the folks that are on the tour, but just for larger context, this is just a, a small. This is a small sample of all of the different farms uh, in this community, which is pretty impressive considering the dots all over the map on uh, the website. Again, um, I don't know if you mentioned it, Jess, but sustainableconnections.org uh, slash Whatcom County Farm Tour. You can get all the details there to follow along and decide where you're going to go on the tour. This is the Farming Show. I'm Dylan Honkoop here on KGMI this morning uh, with Jess Meyer with Sustainable Connections. Uh, talking about the farm tour that gets underway here in just a couple of hours. 10 o'clock uh, is when things get started all over Whatcom County. Maybe real quick, Jess, we should go over uh, some of the nitty-gritty details that people may have you know, questions about if, if they're thinking about whether or not deciding whether they're going to go on the tour today. Obviously, the weather isn't a question today you don't have to think ah, is it going to rain or not it's not it's going to be awesome perfect temperature uh cool crisp morning but it's going to be nice and warm this afternoon uh even later this morning um bring the kids pets the places these places uh have a spot to park a place to go to the bathroom like how does this work for if for people who haven't done this before 
Yeah, those are all fantastic questions. So yeah, so definitely bring the family, bring your friends, anyone who's interested in farming, please. It's such a wonderful learning opportunity and just a chance to go be outside. We are so lucky with this gorgeous, gorgeous weather that we're having. Um, as far as what to bring with you, um, highly suggest you bring a cooler. So mm-hmm. a lot of the farms are going to have um, meat for sale, veggies for sale, other products for sale that day. Um, so you'll, if you're going to be traveling around, you might want to bring something with you to bring home some tasty goodies. Um, a lot of farms do accept card, but maybe carry around a little bit of cash just in case. Um, and then also good to know all bath, there will be bathrooms at each location um, throughout the day. Um, uh, please do not bring your pets, leave your furry friends at home, uh, simply because, you know, these farms, they're working farms. And a lot of these places are USDA certified organic, or they have animals of their own to worry about. So please leave your furry friends at home. Um, suggest that you wear some closed toed shoes or something that's comfortable to walk around in. Each farm is going to be a little different. Some offer a more guided tour experience while others you'll kind of walk around. But again, this is a working farm property. The ground may be a little uneven. So just try and plan accordingly. Um, probably bring out the sunscreen too. It's going to be a yeah. little toasty. Yeah. What, well, I mean, toasty for, for us, you know, Northwest Washington people, right? I know we're kind of wimpy mean, up here. We're shooting, <laughs> we're shooting for a high, at least up here in the North County, a high 77 today. So that's, I mean, it doesn't get much better than that, but it, yeah, it right. could be a little bit warm for those of us, myself included, uh, who are not like hot weather people, but, uh, it's going to be really, really nice out there. Again, Jess Meyer with sustainable connections, their food and farming, uh, program, uh, coordinator with us talking about the Whatcom farm tour, which starts in just over two Two hours from now at 10 o'clock all over Whatcom County. Sustainableconnections.org is the website where you can get the info if you want to take part in any part, you know, as much or as little of the uh, farm tour as you want today. Any final words, Jess, before we, I know you've got a lot to do. I mean, we're just in, you know, the final hours of making sure everything is ready for go time here uh, this morning. Any final parting words before we let you go as far as what people should know, why should, why they should come out today? Yeah. Um, well, also, I don't know if we've mentioned this is a totally free event. So all the more reason to go yeah. out and enjoy Whatcom County on a beautiful sunny day. Um, whether you're interested in learning more about agriculture or just spending a really nice day outside, um, the Whatcom County Farm Tour is such a fun time. This is I think we're in our 15th year now. We took a couple years off. Um, you know, during 2020, 2021, but we are so happy to be back. Um, yeah. Tell all of your friends, bring your coolers, leave your pets at home, wear your clothes, toed yeah. shoes, uh, come out excited to learn, um, to buy a bunch of delicious stuff, um, to meet farmers that you, maybe you see them at the farmer's market, but you don't really have a chance to get to know them. This is your chance to really have a conversation and ask all of your burning, uh, agricultural mm-hmm. questions. Um, there will be a couple places that do have some food throughout the day. The basil food truck from common threads, which is a wonderful organization. They're going to be out at uh, cloud mountain farm center and, uh, grace Harbor, um, and Steen's creamery are going to be hosted at the same site up at grace Harbor farm. And they're going to be doing some yogurt tasting up there. So if you want to do a little comparison of yogurt versus skier, yeah. it's a really fun way to go do that. Well, and Steen's creamery is, a, is, uh, in part a colleague of mine, Ellie, uh, Steens McCorbin, who's on my team here at Wacom Family Farmers. So I, I work with her every day. Um, 
and she's been on my podcast as well, and I know her family, and so that'll be cool to see them. Of course, Grace Harbor Farms, um, I've had those folks on. David's been on the program as well, so it, it's it's a cool um, chance to get to see some of these people up close and personal today. Again, Jess Meyer with Sustainable Connections, sustainableconnections.org, the website where you can get all the info on today's Whatcom Farm tour starting in just over two hours from now at 10 o'clock. Um, when are people supposed to kind of be done with their visits? Yeah, so, you know, spend as much time at each individual location as you would like. But please try, if you are at a farm and it is 4 o'clock, try and wrap yourself up as best as you can because these farmers have a lot of work to do. They're farming on top of inviting you into their their homes and their properties. And um, so, yeah, just be a little aware. And if you want to come say hi to me, I will actually be out at Faircouse Path hanging out with Marie. Well, I'm going to be there, too. I didn't know you were going to be there. Yeah, I sure am. Well, that's perfect. So I will see you and we're going to have Marie join uh, again. Jessica Meyer, Jess Meyer with uh, Sustainable Connections. Thanks for your time this morning. We appreciate you being here. Yeah, of course. Thanks so much, Dylan. And I will see you in just a little bit. All right. Sounds good. We'll see you out at Fair Cows Path Farm, which is where I'm going to be. I got to get it rolling. Got to get it on the road here shortly. The big red uh, Whatcom Family Farmers truck uh, reminding people, by the way, that fish need farms. But we've talked about that many times here on the program. And of course, I can chat about that issue with you if you want to stop by and see me. I'm going to be out there. Uh, at Fair Cows Path Farm, um, and joining me with Fair Cows Path Farm, Marie Haggerty, uh, who's on the program as well with us this morning. Also, um, you may be familiar with Marie if you follow my podcast, Real Food, Real People. She was episode number 85. We talked about uh, the beef and other things that she produces and uh, has going on out there near Blaine. Um Thanks for being on the program with with us this morning. I suppose you're just also in the last minute uh, throes of getting everything ready there on the farm to to welcome people out this morning. Absolutely, <laughs> it is a crazy busy day. <laughs> but hi, so thank you uh, for having me on. Absolutely. Um, what does it take to get ready for a farm tour? You know, farms oftentimes you just go 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 right to get all the chores and things done, but then to think about oh, people visiting sounds kind of stressful. Yeah, it is a little bit stressful. Uh, I've definitely been working on getting things organized and nice or nicer for uh, having the public visit, as in, you know, just picking up the random odds and ends that lay around a farm, (laughs) for example. Um, But also excited to have people out here. Uh, Kind of a unique opportunity for people to see our farm. We are pretty private uh, because we live here. So we don't have open farm days. This is a a unique opportunity to invite the public in here. We do offer, you know, if people are buying beef from us and want to see how we raise the cows or whatever, you know, we do like private stuff, you know, people make appointment, come and see things. But as far as just having the general public here, this is the first time that we have offered this. So we're excited to see everybody. We're excited to do this. Definitely stressful, though. You are right. (laughs) Yeah, I I can imagine. And. I remember things even back in the old days. This is before the Whatcom Farm Tour, uh, but an event I don't believe that happens anymore. But I remember it was a big deal back when I was a kid. The uh, Whatcom County Farm Family of the Year, Dairy Farm Family of the Year. Uh, no, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm yep. totally forgetting that. Do you remember those? 
Did you ever go yeah. to the, one of those way back in yonder? I remember being, I think I was five years old, maybe even younger, when my neighbors uh, hosted that. And of course, th- those were events that took a lot of, a lot of getting ready for to to host the public on a working, busy farm. Again, this is the Farming Show here on KGMI. I'm Dylan Honkoop. We're talking with Marie Haggerty right now with a Fair Cows Path Farm. Um, we talked with you on my podcast, Real Food, Real People. Uh, about, and if you're looking for her episode, by the way, realfoodrealpeople.org, and it was episode 85. I've uh, been a couple of seasons ago now. But, Marie, we talked with you about producing beef and some of the challenges with that. Um, let people know, though, who maybe haven't heard the podcast episode, what do you all do there at Fair Cows Path Farm? So we raise start-to-finish grass-fed and finished beef, meaning that we... Uh, Everything that we slaughter, as far as beef goes, is born, raised, and slaughtered here on our farm. So we don't buy in animals from other farms to finish out for beef. We have control over the whole thing from the day they're born to the day that we uh, slaughter. And uh, and again, do the, the grass-fed, grass-finished, no-grain type of beef. Uh, we also raise pastured pork uh, once a year. We offer that in the fall. Beef we offer year-round. And I also have an assortment of random animals such as uh, dairy goats. And I have a llama. And this year we have emu chicks, actually. Um, all that have a purpose, if you ask me. Yep. If you ask my husband, he would say <laughs> probably not so much. But who who wants to ask him anyway? Um, so anyway, but mainly our farm uh, raises and produces grass-fed, grass-finished beef. Uh, we are not certified organic, but we do implement organic farming practices here. So no sprays, um, no feed additives, you know, uh, no non-therapeutic antibiotics, you know, all the clean, happy stuff, happy animals. That's what we do. So, and as Jess mentioned earlier, there's no cost to be on this farm tour. It's not like you're charging admission there for people to stop. By, by the way, if people want to stop by and see us, how can they find you? What's the uh, the thing that they can plug into their Google to uh, find our stock? Because I'm going to be out there, too, um, on Loomis Trail Road here in a little bit for your, your tour stop. Uh, they can Google our address. Uh, which is 4186 Loomis Trail Road. Uh, They can also look up our farm and other farms on that Sustainable Connections uh, website that you mentioned earlier, or the Washington Food and Farm Finder uh, is also another way to find it out. Um, But we have lots of signage out as well at the major intersections around our farm. There's parking signs. It's all very easy to follow if you kind of know the general direction that you're heading. So, well, I, I uh, hope so because I'm going to be driving the the Watkin Family Farmers Parade truck over there shortly. So uh, just 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 look for the parking signs <laughs> and the other signs at the major intersections that says the Watkin Farm Tour this way today. Oh, um, hopefully, but, the, hopefully the truck makes it. But I guess if you're hearing this and you happen to be in that area and you see me broken down on the side of the road, I mean, <laughs> a little help. But but the, uh, well, you, the just, you just give me a call. I'll send yeah. out I'll send out one of the volunteers with the tractor, or one of the farm trucks, and we'll tow you the rest of the way so, so you're sure to be here hopefully i'm not like five miles away still uh when i do uh, if i do covered. okay we're not gonna break down this is already bad juju for this whole thing uh, we're not gonna <laughs> why are you talking about this <laughs> again marie Haggerty is with us uh with fair cows path farm that's where i'm going to be hosting the whatcom family farmers booth 
uh, as part of the larger Sustainable Connections uh, Whatcom Farm Tour happening starting at 10 o'clock this morning. Um, and as I was mentioning, no admission is free to uh, check out any of these stops on the self-guided tour that you can find at sustainableconnections.org. But at many of these places, if not most, you can buy the food that they grow there, right? So people can come and buy some of this beef that you've just been telling us about? Yes, that's correct. We just refilled our cuts freezers two days ago. Uh, so we have all of our cuts in stock, um, as all our steaks, all our roasts, all of the odds and ends. Um, you can purchase it here. We accept cash and cards both. We also will be hosting the food truck, the Mobile Mouth Hole, which will be serving our ground beef in their infamous smash burgers. So they will be here um, to sample if you will, or, uh, I mean, you got to buy Yum. it, but they are really good burgers. That is, that is my other job. I, I am the window girl. So they're going to be for the uh, mobile mouth hole is what it's the called. mobile mouth hole. Yes. It's so uh, interesting. if you, yeah. yep. So you, you show up here, you can buy beef. Um, you can buy our, uh, our handmade tallow based body care products that we make mm. from the, the tallow that comes from our beef. So, our whipped body butters, our first aid salve, our massage balm, those will all be available. If you want to support our farm by buying some farm swag, we have some really pretty hoodies uh, that we'll have available. And of course, uh, if you want to learn about what we do here and the importance of, you know, buying meat locally, I will be giving a guided tours about every 45 minutes to talk about those things. It will also be very simple to just walk around the farm and look at the animals. There's yeah. info signs about different, you know, things about our farm and the animals though. Simple. Okay. So I just real quick and we're almost out of time, but I'm still a little bit hung up on smash burgers. Um, that, that will be at the food truck there. So I, I really think I need to try one of these, but I have to add that, that those burgers, is that the beef? That, it is. You, that yep. you raise? Yes, it is. Yep. Wow. Now that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. we, uh, yep. There's going to be a, a couple different types of smash burgers that you can choose from. And I think a couple other things on the menu as well. But if you want to try how delicious our burger is, you should definitely grab one of those. Very good. <laughs> They're very, very good. This is going to be a fun stop on the farm tour. I think people should come by for lunch. Um, again, I definitely think so. Yeah, and again, this is The Farming Show. I'm Dylan Honkoop. We're talking with Marie Hegarty of Fair Cows Path Farm. It's out on Loomis Trail Road. And by the way, I think Loomis Trail Road has three different sections of it. So yes. if you're so if you're out west of Linden, say by Bertheson Road, and you get on Loomis Trail and just start driving west, you will not get to Fair Cows Path Farm. Uh, because it's not on that part of Loomis Trail, just to, to warn you of the uh, confusion. But if you come off Portal Way um, and head west, that's where you are, uh, out by the Loomis Trail Golf Course for folks who are familiar. And once again, uh, Marie, just tell people the address and, and where, what they can expect to see when they get out there. Sure. So 4186 Loomis Trail Road. We have a really good signage, so it'll be easy to see. It's also the only working farm on the road. 
if you hit the golf course, you have gone too far. Our farm property is right next to the golf course. It borders the whole entire golf course all the way back to Portal Way. So pretty easy right. to find. Yeah, yep. j- jump off uh, jump off I-5 at, uh, say, Birch Bay Linden Road, hop on Portal Way, uh, which basically runs parallel to the, to the freeway there, and just go a little bit farther north and uh, hang a left on Loomis Trail Road. Again, Marie Haggerty, Fair Cows Path Farm. I'll be out there shortly with the truck. Got to get loaded up and hit the road here momentarily. Thanks for having me out there today, and thank you uh, for being with us here on the program this morning. We appreciate it. Yeah, you're very welcome. We'll see you soon.